now where will people from the suburbs come to give each other HPV? Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, Lee Harris joins us all the way from jolly old England to talk about raising secular kids. I get to join in as well, and Molly and Nick listen because they don't have any kids. Nyeh. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Nick Glover. Hey there. And Tim Wick. Hey there again. And today we are so thrilled because we are recapturing some Lost Convergence magic. And we have our friend Lee Harris here from good old England. Hello, Lee. Good morning, stroke afternoon, evening. (laughs) What time is it? So we're, it's like four o'clock here. What time is it there right now? Uh, It's uh, 10 p.m. here at the moment. Excellent. That's not three hours past my bedtime. I was going to say, I'm usually, I'm usually asleep on the couch by 10 personally, but <laughs> well, thanks for staying up late for us, Lee. We yeah, appreciate it. This is, I'm so glad we were able to do this again, Lee. Uh, and so we're going to talk about uh, what we actually talked about at Convergence. So if you were in the audience, you, this is a, a slight retread, but obviously we are not able to remember exactly what we all said in August. So we're going to talk <laughs> about the same thing, which is raising kids as an atheist, raising secular kids, and uh, just kind of really take it away because uh, Nick and I do not have children and will not have children by choice. Uh, so you and Tim are the parents here. And uh, it's it's I, I neither one of us was raised secularly. So I, yeah. I love hearing about this. I love hearing about what choices you make. What um when you when you when you first had kids, did you make a conscious decision that you wanted to raise them secularly, Lee? It was uh, I, I think most people with uh, whatever the religious viewpoint make a conscious decision to raise their kids with whatever religious viewpoint they have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and. Uh, then let let the kids make their decisions when they're a little bit old. It's it's funny. About half an hour ago, uh, I said to my younger daughter, who's fourteen, I said, "I'm not going to be available um, between uh, ten and eleven uh, tonight. Uh, I'm I'm recording this thing." And she said, "Oh, oh, what is it?" I said, "Oh, it's a it's a podcast about religion or or the or the lack thereof." And uh, and she said, "Oh, a humanist or atheist?" Uh, and Yay. I said, more, more atheist. She said, well, I see myself more as a humanist. Uh, she said, but uh, you know, atheism is cool, too. Um, <laughs> That's right. Atheism is cool, too. Oh, my too. God. You guys, a 14-year-old girl thinks we're cool. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, I, would, I don't know if I'd go that far. Right? Uh, no. I, Never I mean, happened to I mean, me. Molly, she said atheism is cool. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Molly. So, again. So, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think... Uh, RE or RS, uh, religious studies is her favorite um, lesson at school uh, oh. because she finds it interesting. She she uh, she finds it fascinating to see how other people view the world, how other people view uh, morality, however, mm-hmm. how other people structure their societies uh, through morality and and the uh, the um, uh, the use of of religion and religious tools. Um, but but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to your question, I, 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 I think yes, I think everybody makes a conscious decision to bring up their their kids, uh, at least initially, uh, in the uh, in, in the way they like 
uh, and prefer to live their own lives. Yeah, I think you, I think oh, with 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 me and 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 my kids with Pat and I, it was it was a it was a different kind of conscious decision. It was more to not bring them up in religion rather than to bring them up as atheists. And we were gonna yeah. we were gonna tell them what we believed, and we were gonna make religion available to them mm-hmm. on their own. Uh, but you know, it, it was like. As as somebody who doesn't believe, as somebody who believes that religion is genuinely harmful, I was concerned about turning religion into forbidden fruit, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I I wanted them to think about it critically. I wanted them to to make decisions for themselves. I was happy to share with them why I am an atheist uh, and why I think religion is harmful, but. I was my conscious decision was not to force atheism on them and in doing so push them to something that I thought would be more harmful. If that makes does that make any sense? <laughs> you know? Yeah, to- yeah, totally. That's um when I was when I was like 13, my mom cut and dyed my first mohawk, right? Like bright, bright uh, blue or green at the time. And my my grandma said to her, you know, oh my God, you're not giving him any avenues to rebel like in order to rebel against you he's gonna have to like vote republican and join the military (laughs) because like though you know it's it was just funny but it kind of goes to what you're saying tim where like if you make religion this thing that's a you know we don't do that that's a bad thing whatever then that might Mm -hmm. be an avenue they choose to explore for you know teenage rebellion right yeah. Out of curiosity, uh, now I so Tim, I know that you and Pat, when you were when you fir- your kids were first, you know, born, and as they you know, up, up until they were, you know, reasonable like middle school age or elementary school age, you didn't really identify as being an atheist. You just sort of didn't really do anything, right? You guys never, you and Pat never went to church together as a couple. Is that accurate? Pat, uh, Pat's identified as an atheist longer than I have. Okay, uh, I, I identified as a nothing. For a while, mm-hmm. agnostic, probably, but for lack of a better term, spiritual agnostic. In that, I was like, sure. I think Renaissance there's... Festival agnostic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it, and it was it was after Alex was born, but before I think he was old enough really to to have started formulating religious opinions of any of any stripe. That I kind of said, no, I think I really don't believe that there's anything. Okay, and um, Lee, you and your spouse, did you? Did you were you ever religious at all? The two of you, or was either of you raised religious? Uh, I uh, I went to a Roman Catholic school, um, and no, that'll do it. None of my family were religious, but it was the it was the local school, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to go to church uh, without the rest of my family. Um, mm. uh, I used to go to I used to go to church. I used to give readings. Um, looking back on it, I don't think even then I really believed I just really loved performing yeah <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. makes sense to me uh when, when we got when my, when my wife and I got uh, got married uh we we got married in this most beautiful church in uh the uh, the Yorkshire Dales um if you ever watch uh all creatures great and small uh, the church has, has appeared on there a few times. It's it, it's oh. filmed in that area, yeah. uh, and when you get married in a church, you have to have a meeting with the uh, uh, with the priest with the vicar, mm-hmm. uh, and and to say you know why why do you want to get married uh, in in this church, and we couldn't give the real reason, which was 
oh, what a backdrop for the photos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but no, neither of us uh, neither of us were, were believers. I don't believe um, my, my wife ever had any any serious mm-hmm. religious beliefs. And mm-hmm. um, even though I used to go to church on my own, uh, as I say, I don't re- even even think that then I, I really believed. I uh, I think I had an open mind. Mm-hmm. like saying that. hard to say though it's it's it when you is. when it's your school it's such an indoctrinating thing because it's it's just it is the thing everyone does it becomes part of your everyday you know yeah. there's you're having chapel you're having prayer you're you know it's you're steeping in it and so it's it becomes more of a community thing even if you don't believe in it uh, no, absolutely what um so when did your did you did any for this can go for both of you actually and when did your children ever express any interest in pursuing religion uh, in a way where you would have to, or you had to take them to a church or a synagogue or anything like that, uh, or where you where you found yourself having to uh, go through that sort of thing. I know my my um, my nibblings are now uh, six and almost nine, and they went through a phase where they wanted to read Bible stories all the time because their grandmother had given them a, bi- a Bible story picture book because she's super Catholic, and my brother had to be kind of like, okay, let's read a bunch of myths. We've got Greek myths and we've got Christian myths and we've got Egyptian myths. So we're going to learn about them all. I love that. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, So uh, to answer uh, your question, which was what again? Uh, Basically just, did your children ever kind of dabble or did they ever ask you why we didn't, why don't we go to church or why don't we celebrate Hanukkah or, you know, things like that. Did they ever ask those questions? I don't know about Lee, not for me. Um, My mom, who is Catholic, uh, we, we told, she said, if they want to go to church, I, I'm happy to bring them. And we made that available to them. And they both, uh, felt that that would require them to either get up early on a Sunday or give up some of their Saturday afternoon, which uh-huh. didn't, uh, they didn't feel the exchange was fair. Uh, and so <laughs> they, uh, neither one of them took her up on it. Neither one of them has been to, uh, a, a, any kind of church ceremony or has shown interest, but we made it available to them, but we were sure. And I, you know, I have to be fair to what we did, which was you can go to church. I will not take you. Yeah. Because yeah. I hate church. Yeah. Hate Lee, what about you? Yeah. Uh, similar answer, really. Uh, so um, we, we were always very uh, clear in, in our beliefs uh, and the, the, the kids, as uh, w- when kids grow up, they want to know everything. They they are knowledge sponges, uh, and they will ask every question uh, that you can possibly imagine, and and quite a lot more. <laughs> uh, and once we gave them our answers, they they never really expressed any any desire to uh, uh, to dabble. Uh, what to did you say? Us. What did you say to them when they asked? What, what were the answers you gave out of curiosity? If it's not too private. No, no, not at all. It's, you know, it's the whole point of the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this podcast would be a minute long uh, if, if, uh, if, if it was too private. Um, so they'd say, you know, what do you believe? Do you believe in heaven and hell? And it, you know, it would be the very simple answer. No, I believe that uh, once you die, that's it. Your consciousness um, disappears. Uh, it, it disappears with you know the, the the last electrical impulses in your brain. Um, I don't believe that there is a soul that um, goes beyond the body uh, into any form of afterlife. 
Uh, I think that what we have here and now is enough. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, I know. I know it's 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 especially tough when kids. So my 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 grandmother just recently died, and it was the first uh, death that my nibblings had to really understand the first the first person who they knew who died they've never had a pet that died so this was their first understanding of what death is and like like they're old enough to be conscious about you know something yeah. being alive and then suddenly not being alive yeah and they they knew nana but not super well but so they, i mean they understood that everyone was really sad about it but my brother did say he's like it was so hard not to be like and she's in heaven and she's fine and she's happy and it's all good. And then you'll be, and you don't have to worry about it because there's heaven and it's beautiful. And like, it's, it's so tricky because that is such a nice lie. And it is so comforting to be able to say, and she's, and she's happier now. She's, she's happier yeah. now. She, she's, yeah. she's with the angels, right. you know? And, and I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, there's that whole terrible Ricky Gervais movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have animals uh, and have had animals uh, all the time. We have six cats now and a, and a dog. Uh, and I remember when uh, my older daughter uh, first, first experienced one of the animals dying, because when you, when you have pets, they inevitably uh, cycle through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, everybody was very upset because a pet is a, is a family member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, when, so it was when, when Tilly died, uh, she was, uh, she was, she was my cat and she was just, I, I, I loved her so much. Um, and we, we held a funeral for her in the mm-hmm. garden and, uh, Verity, uh, decorated a shoe box that Tilly went in and put some of, you know, a little, a little bit of food in there for, for her and, and her oh. favorite toy. Very Egyptian, and, and we had a, this lovely little ceremony, and then afterwards, uh, I, I I spoke with uh, with Verity, uh, and said, uh, just just want you to know that we just buried Tilly, but we didn't bury what made Tilly, Tilly. Uh, we you know we will always remember her. We will always hold her in our, in our memories. You know, we, we'll never forget anything about her. Uh, we didn't bury the part of her that we loved, we, we only buried her body mm-hmm. and Verity nodded and went away. And I, and I thought she'd understood uh, until about two weeks later <laughs> and she came back to me and she, she'd obviously been pondering this. This had been going around in her head for, for the last two weeks and she obviously hadn't had the opportunity or she hadn't, she hadn't known how to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But she came over to me and she said, dad, I said, yes. She said, you know, when you said, we only buried Tilly's body. I said, yes. She said, what did you do with her head and legs? <laughs> <laughs> and oh God. I, I just imagined her thinking of, you know, picturing me in the kitchen with a, a serrated kitchen knife, going <laughs> off her, her like make, maybe making a, a, a lovely little Christmas puppet for her. I, but, um, <laughs> really, the idea that, that you think what made Tilly Tilly is the head and the legs and the body. Fuck it. You know, that's just not even, I don't even like that part of her. Her head and her legs were the parts I liked the best. That's, that's why I liked her. That's, that's, because that's why it's sometimes very tricky. And, and, and Tim will um, hopefully back me up on this. It's very tricky trying to instill any sort of knowledge and any sort of understanding in children because they don't think the way we do. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, by design. They, yeah. By design, they <laughs> learn to understand. And it's, and it's the, the making of those sorts of 
mistakes, um, which is you know as much my mistake as it as it was uh, Verity's. It's making that it's the making of those sort of mistakes that 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 teach you how um, conversation works and how and how the passing of understanding works. So it's uh, so when you when you're talking about uh, religion, when you're talking about you know any of the gods, it's very difficult sometimes to bring, put forward your your worldview with any degree of subtlety because when you try to be subtle misunderstanding is very easy mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it very easily creeps in yeah i mean well and like you said lee i heaven or i think it was molly who mentioned it heaven is such an easy lie it, it, yeah. it is it is comforting it it is easier than trying to explain nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and, and Oblivion is scary. Oblivion is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having having some sort of thing that happens after you die is is more interesting, at the very least, mm-hmm. uh, than than nothing. It's like nothing doesn't sound particularly exciting. <laughs> I, I, uh, so you know, and especially with kids. That can be a really difficult concept, and you don't. It's it's not a concept that you want to just dump on them all at once, right? You want to just mm-hmm. kind of kind of ease them into it, which is what you were trying to do. There was was yeah. ease the child into that understanding. You know, this the same lie about you know, well, well, uh, you know, the cat's gone to live on the farm with grandma, um, yeah. and you're never going to see them because they they they're an outside cat and they just yeah. they just never come back into the house. There, I, I I've had I had that lie. Um, given to me when I was growing up, my mm-hmm. my favorite uh, uh, dog uh, was uh, had to be put down, and I didn't know this until I was an adult. Uh, and I must have been in my twenties or thirties before I looked back and realized that actually Scamp didn't go to live with somebody. <laughs> Scamp yeah. was killed. It really messes uh, and, with you, and and it does mess with you. And uh, I I hated that. I, I I look back on that, and I I still kind of re- resent the um the deception you never got to grieve and that's an important no. part of someone dying mm-hmm. the someone that you love is being able to grieve them and you know it, you can't exactly sit a child down and say well see here's the thing the beauty of the human condition is that we're constantly trying to hold two truths together in our mind one which is we are alive and another which is that we will die you know it's like <laughs> you know one one thing i've always liked that i, I have read others say is you know when a, an, an atheist parent saying when their child said what happens when we die say nobody knows and isn't that exciting you know and just make it like we have, we have no one knows. That's the one thing we don't know. That's the one thing science has not figured out. We have no idea. Like, yeah, isn't that, that, it's that let's talk about in, it. You it's know? that lovely line in Sandman when, when somebody is taken by death and he says, what happens next? And she said, next is when you find out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I love it. The undiscovered country. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just uh, like Star it's Trek. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting because I think that I, I know I know a lot of people feel that you're doing children a disservice and that they will grow up with no morality because how will they know? And and it's such an interesting thing to me when I mm. hear that, because the idea that children only get morality from, you know, religion 
is so insane because everyone we've ever talked to, whether they're religious or not, when you ask them, where did you get your morality? They almost always say, you know, well, my, my mother was such a good person, you know, did all, you know, these things are like, you know, or, Oh, what, you know, my neighborhood was so supportive and we all took care of each other. Or uh, even, you know, I watched a lot of TV and on those sitcoms, you know, the families were so good to each other and people learned lessons and, you know, bad people were punished and good people got rewarded. And it's, it's never, I mean, it's never just one thing. You can't just be like, oh yes, the Bible. That's where I got everything, you know, yeah. even and, people and who it, read it re- consistently. And I think the Bible is such a cop-out because, uh, you know, the, the Bible is a, is, is a, is a, is a, a place and point in time. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a, a written set of <laughs> instructions, directions that doesn't account for change. Because yeah. the question of, you know, where did you get mo- your morality, I think, is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, where do you get mo- your morality? Because, w- you know, people change over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm certainly a very different person to the person I was 10, 10 15 years ago. Yes, um, same. Uh, that's because I, be. I, get my re- I get my morality from the people around me, and the people around me change, the people around me grow. Uh, and I think that... Um, religion and 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 organized religion often doesn't have the the space for Mm -hmm. growth because Mm -hmm. the 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 rules are so uh set down in stone literally set in stone (laughs) they're they're trapped Um, in a book that's two thousand years old yeah yeah i mean it's it's a it's a it's a 2500 year old desert survival guide yeah i mean that's what it is it's an ancient desert survival guide of like don't kill each other don't fuck each other like if you're married if you're not married you know don't eat this don't do that you know it's very meant to be just to keep people alive and to keep them from murdering each other over small slights yeah i'm tim minchin did a a a a wonderful song about that just called the book um, and, uh, you know, listen to it after this podcast. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think morality, uh, is a constantly, constantly evolving thing. Mm-hmm. It has to mm-hmm. be. So what, out of curiosity, how would you, what do you think you would do if when your children are grown? I mean, for Tim, some of his are mostly grown at this point, you know, what do you do when they bring home somebody and this is their new partner and their partner is very religious and mm. they are now, they are now getting into being very religious with because this partner is as a parent is do you know as as a secular parent an atheist parent do you step in what i mean is there a is that to me i would almost see that as being abusive you know in a way but you can't really you can't really you know say that to someone in love they don't see it you know i i'm i'm thinking of my my um my ex his childhood best friend they were like brothers and he, his first girlfriend, and then immediately became his wife, was a Mormon woman who, that was just his. He is just Mormon now, and the the wedding was very bad, and uh, lots of you know, like everybody in this room who isn't a Mormon is going to burn in a lake of hell and fire. And uh, Catherine will now subserve herself to Eric for all time because Eric represents God in their relation. I mean, real like real bad stuff, you know, and. Yeah. I mean, would you step in as parents or what, what would you do? That's a really difficult question. Um, I don't know, uh, is, is 
the, mm-hmm. the truthful answer. Um, I'm trying to think through it now in, in real time. No, I, please, because I, I mean, I think people think that, you know, when you, a lot of people treat parenting as, you know, you're 18 and you're done. And I know mm-hmm. that neither of you feel that way. You know, like the, these are your children. They will be, you will be guiding them their whole lives. I mean, they're going to be turning to you. You have very good, close relationships. Part of parenting is, uh, and this this is going to sound like a cop-out, but, it, it, but it, it really isn't. Part of parenting is giving your children the freedom to make their own mistakes. Mm. Um, and I think that um, I would view, I would certainly view the adoption of uh, a religious viewpoint as a mistake because of the, the way I, I, I view religion, the way I view the world. Um, but... But you have to let them make it. You have to. You know, you, you can't live other people's lives for them. I yeah. obviously keep a, a very close eye on on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the old, you know, to to to, to co-opt um, the uh, uh, the saying. It's the it's the old uh, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin thing. In mm-hmm. this case, the, the sin being <laughs> the adoption of religion. <laughs> um, uh, so you- it, yeah, it's. It, 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 I guess it could be worse. They could be Republican. Yeah. <laughs> Especially bring, in, bring, in England, that would be very strange. Tory. That would be very strange if that happened in England, that, you know, like mm-hmm. start wearing MAGA hats and, and, <laughs> and saying. Well, and, and I think, I mean, there, is there also, Tim, is there a difference? Do you feel like, you know, you've got two boys? Yep. You know, and and who is as I mean, I feel like as I know them pretty well. It seems like they're both hetero, heterosexual boys. It seems so that way. That's, it seems they're going to be dating, you know, women, and it, it seems less likely that, or I guess maybe to me it feels less abusive in that way than if I had a daughter who had a, a religious man who was now yeah. making her become religious and subservient. Hmm. You know, yeah, and yeah, that that I think if my kids came home. Uh, with anybody, I'd rejoice at this point, um, just because I'd, <laughs> I'd be glad that they were making social connections. Uh, but uh, but uh, aside from that, I think, you know, I might say something to the effect of, I just want to make sure that you're doing this because you believe it hmm. and not because you think you need to believe it in order to continue with this relationship. Yeah, and that's a good, your yeah. beliefs need to be good enough for her or him, just mm-hmm. as her or his beliefs need to be good enough for you. Um, and, you know, then you got to let them make their own choice. And I, I think yeah. th- th- that I would want to just say, remember that you need to be your own person. And if you're changing yourself for this other person, then you're effectively lying to make this relationship work. And I don't think that that's healthy. Uh, but in the end, they have to make those those decisions for themselves. They have to do what's going to be, what's what's going to going to make them happy. What's going to going to be right for them. And as a parent, you have to just kind of mm-hmm. hope that what makes them happy doesn't, in the end, make them unhappy at some point yeah. down the road. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to change my answer. Okay, I'm, yes. I'm going to say I'm going to say that if that were to happen here, um, I would uh, fly Tim across to the UK uh, for him to wear a Lee mask and have that conversation. I think that, that would be a much better answer. Yeah, that would be really good. And, and, and cause Tim's really good at, at the accent. So I think that would definitely, it wouldn't definitely be traumatizing. Would not. I, I do. I do a, a Lee Harris impersonation before every, before every geek to the God episode. I don't, it's not, it, we don't put it on the episode, but it's, true. yeah, yeah. So, I do. Along those same lines as, as Molly's question, you know, um, ha- have there been 
and this is probably less of a thing for you, Lee, but have there been social consequences for your kids being atheists? Like, I know there's a lot of social pressure for mm. religion. It's um, maybe there is in England too. It's such a, a, a part of American culture, you know, I mean, eh, unfortunately, um, it, it, it's something kids will tease kids over anything, right? Anything that's different, anything yeah. that's, that's and, and if you're, <laughs> that was my experience. <laughs> And if you're not religious and you're surrounded by kids that are, that's that's a that's a thing to to make you a, a target or for them to to pick on you for. Uh, that's not been a problem here. No, they they uh, they both went to a uh, a Quaker school. Mm, um, nice. But there was there was no there was no religious indoctrination at all. The only time they ever went to uh, to an actual church was for. Um, large-scale school assemblies and the, the church was directly across the road from the from the school so it was mm-hmm. um, um I, I don't I, i'm i'm sure they have friends who are religious but um I, i've not come across i've not heard of any mm-hmm. uh it's not any pressurization it it's not I'm the sorry? fanatic it's not the fanaticism that it is here is my understanding um in parts there can be but, but we just don't experience it okay that's good. Well, I know that the the percentage of of secular people who identify as secular in England is considerably higher than than in America, which is uh, a good thing. Uh, well, but also like your kids run in geek circles. I mean, that's the thing is like and in yeah. geek circles, there's such a higher level of secular and non belief, you know, and it's 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 uh, or at least paganism, but yeah. not like the rabid Christianity or, as right. much. It, Maybe even not a higher prevalence of that, but a uh, uh, less tolerance for the the other the negative baggage the that comes shit. with it because it just doesn't doesn't fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the kids have had my kids have had a few experiences where, like, a kid they they made friends with in school when when the parent learned that like it wasn't even the, that that we were atheists that just we were not Christian. We were not Christians. It was like suddenly they stopped being invited to birthday parties and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, which was the parents, not not the kids so much, mm-hmm. which is, you know, mm-hmm. I think the way it, it typically is that the 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 kids don't don't care. But What a, what a wonderful Christian attitude. Yeah. I, yes. When yeah. I was 14, I was dating a boy and he was Jewish and I was over there and we were hanging out. It was it was around the holidays time. Like it was it was like their high holidays. Uh so it was like September. October and uh his mom looked at me and said just so you understand there is no way my son will be settling down with you and I was like we're 14 <laughs> like I seriously I just sat there I was so confused I was like did I did he say something did he, did he no, like but show I want you, you to know ring? I don't I'm, yeah I don't appreciate I just don't appreciate this relationship and he was like mom and I'm like well Good news. We're in ninth grade, so I'm not yeah. too worried about it. I, I do hope that he eventually married a Gentile girl, though, just to scandalize his mother. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You, you were 14. Oh. The odds of you knowing him at this point are pretty, pretty low. <laughs> I think we're Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You should go check. Did you did you marry Stop. a Gentile? Is your mom is your mom still talking to you? Or yeah, uh, I did, I'm very invested in this because yeah. despite pretending I didn't care back then, I'm very. Yeah. Into this. The story that I've told before about the awkwardness of American society and and have is is when Alex was in in Cub Scouts and one of the things that we had to do in Cub Scouts was in order to get a certain to get a badge, you had to do a religion component. 
mm-hmm. you were supposed to talk about your family's religion. Um, and mm. uh, they even had like different badges based on your religion. They were they were oh, super super yep. super I feel super. Like we open. did that once in the world, yeah. and we probably shouldn't do it again. <laughs> they were super super open to any religion as long as it wasn't none of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wow. think they might have even they might have even had something for pagans. I mean, they were really super open to anything but nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, you think they just have a blank badge? You think yeah. it should have just <laughs> been? It should have just been like the embroidered edge and nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and or Carl Sagan, one of the two. But, uh, but the the thing is, we just sat down, and I was I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. And so I just kind of sat down and I said, Alex, we have to do a religion component in order for you to earn this badge. And he's like, okay. And I said. So I think, you know, where we need to start is your mom and I really don't believe that God exists. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he sat for not very long. Like he just <laughs> nodded and he said, yeah, I don't either. And we were done. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. But, <laughs> but the thing is that I was so convinced that the world he lived in <laughs> was mm-hmm. going to, was going to make that an awkward conversation. And sure. then, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. Um, yeah. And, and it tends to not be, yeah, it tends to not be. Uh, and I think that, that as atheists living in a world where we see religion everywhere, uh, I think it is gratifying to know that kids don't necessarily see that unless you point it out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same with Masons. I know I, I, know a few uh masons and they one Freem- of the, freemasons freemasons yeah one of the one not the not tradesmen and uh one one of the components is a a, a belief in a higher power and it kind of depending on your lodge it doesn't really matter which higher power as long as you believe in a higher power oh. and and like i've had this conversation with them where they're like oh you'd you'd be a good you know you'd be a good brother i think you'd fit in here we're trying to do good things and i'm just like but but man, like I don't want to be a part of a religious organization. I'm I'm not religious, mm-hmm. and I, I I have disdain for it. Like oh, it's not religious. I'm like, well, tell me this: Do you have to believe in God to be a member, or or believe in something? Well, oh, but you can yeah, make it anything you want. You could, and then like one guy is even like, well, you you could just kind of like you know fudge it a little. I'm like oh. Like right away, it's like if it doesn't matter to your organization, then maybe yeah. you should pull it out of your organization. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's not belief. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just checking a box on a form. Then why does it fucking matter? Why yeah, is the box I mean, even there? Yeah, the biggest thing that bothered me from in Scouts, aside from the fact that until recently they absolutely banned anybody from being gay and being in Scouts, uh, is the. I, I mean, if we had ever said we are an atheist family, they would have had to kick us out. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And and uh, for scouts, it's, you know, there's different, it's all divided up, right? Your troop might not give a shit and your troop might be right. cool mm-hmm. and, your, and your troop might be, you know, we don't care if you're gay. We're just not going to talk about it to the larger organization mm-hmm. who gives a shit and stuff like that. It, you know, so in Minnesota, if you're in scouts, chances are you might not be facing that stuff as much. But the second you go to a regional jamboree and you're meeting scouts from fucking Kansas, shit's going to go off. Yeah. Well, so before we move on to five questions, I guess, Lee, uh, do you have any, we have parents listening right now. Do you have any advice to people who have kids or who want to have kids who are atheists and want to raise their kids, either secular or with those beliefs, any, any advice for, you know, just kind of a, 
as a little button on the episode. <laughs> the uh, I think the the advice that I would give is uh, when when my wife and I decided we wanted to have children, uh, we decided before we had children that that we would uh, always tell the truth that we would never lie when the, when when the kids would ask a difficult question. Mm-hmm. Um, we would uh, tell the truth, but a truth that was appropriate to their age and understanding. Mm. Um, so I, I think just don't be afraid of being genuine. Don't be afraid of, of saying what you actually believe, um, because if you do tell a lie, that lie will they will believe that lie because you are their parent and and mm-hmm. and, and you are you are teaching them the ways of the world. You are teaching them everything they know in the first few years. Um, that lie will probably sit with them for the rest of their life. Um, mm. And even if it's a small lie, that's the that that's going to be the point where they start to not trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tell them the truth. Don't you know? You use language, use terms that are appropriate to uh, who they are and what stage of their life they're in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're there to teach them. Teach yeah, them. you know, and it was it was tough. Like we've talked about Christmas before, mm-hmm. and and my 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 rule was when my kids asked me if Santa Claus was real, I would just say, "What do you think?" Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the minute they said, "I think Santa Claus isn't real," I said, "You're right," because mm-hmm. um, I never wanted to be perpetuating a belief in something where they had they had come to the conclusion, the correct conclusion. Um, and you know, Molly, we've talked about the fact that your your mom did uh-huh. the opposite, uh, and and, and, and <laughs> the dramatic opposite. And when, yeah. when you yes. said, "I don't believe Santa Claus is real," she went through through extreme efforts and i think that's damaging and i'm not saying your oh, mom's it, a terrible person but i think that's a terrible was. choice i think that's a <laughs> it's terrible not even choice. just that i mean my mom lied about all kinds of little things like they're like to this day i'll say something and people will be like that's not true and it's like oh are you sure and they're like yeah i'm sure and it's like oh Huh. You know, I mean, just stupid little things like like uh, flattened marbles. My mother called Lucky Teresa's and told me that that's what they were called. And I called <laughs> them that once. And someone was like, what what are you saying? And I was like, it's like a jar full of Lucky Teresa's. And they're like, that's not. And it's not that's like a big thing. deal. Right. That doesn't seem like yeah. a big deal. But it really just you're like what you said, Lee, it really it makes it so that you feel like you can't trust anything anymore. And you start to wonder what even was real. You know, right. what parts of it even what what can I trust? I, I am really looking forward to you writing the the bumper book of Gloverisms. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't call those lucky Teresas in England, Lee. Maybe maybe it was an English. Thing. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, no, those are uh, those are jolly rascals. <laughs> 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 okay, well, that's what I'm going to call him now. Like, but Lee Harris, but Lee Harris told me, guys, <laughs> and he's English. He, he would know what they call them in English. He sounds so smart. He's not just English; he's posh. <laughs> sounds like a delicious. Candy. He has, he has six cats. You won't let us awesome. have six cats in America. We can only have three. You are so lucky. 
Well, thank you so much for talking to us about being a secular parent and about your kids and that story about Tilly. I I, I remembered it from before. And as you started getting it, I, I was like, don't laugh because it wouldn't be right to laugh at this point. You don't know the punchline in this episode. <laughs> it sounds like you're laughing at his daughter's pain. <laughs> but my God. Yeah. Our cat died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's time for five questions. Five and questions. we're going to have you answer our five questions. Okay. We're going to start with Nick and question one. Uh, what's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? I just started playing uh, Return to Monkey Island. Oh, oh I love yeah. I, I loved the original game, and I loved the fact that they brought back uh, Dominic uh, Armato um, to play uh, Guybrush Threepwood again. <gasps> so, you know, the, the, everything about the game just worked uh, most things about the game work the graphics been updated obviously but yeah it still evoke the flavor of the game it's hugely frustrating in places excellent sheer nostalgia value it just presses all the right buttons for me oh i have to get that because those i those are some of my favorite games of all time it's uh it's on game pass molly we can play it for free love it i love it <laughs> all right tim question two uh lee what is a science factor discovery that you think is really fucking cool clouds you, you, you fly through the clouds and, and you think oh look at those lovely bouncy fluffy clouds light as a feather they can be really heavy the average uh, uh cumulus cloud can weigh up to a million pounds <laughs> that's that's as heavy as the world's largest jet when it's it's completely full of passengers and cargo you know the, these are fucking heavy things and they just float there in the sky uh, to, to quote Douglas Adams in exactly the way that bricks don't. Vogon <laughs> ships. <laughs> That's awesome. That is one of I my did not favorite know that turns they could of phrase. That That's one of my favorite lines from A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Floated in okay. the air in exactly the way a brick doesn't. Uh. Well, we kind of touched on it a little in the episode, but question three, where have you gotten your sense of right and wrong from since it's not religion? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we covered this. It, it's from the people... Uh, that I surround myself with. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, from my 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 friends, my family. Mo- well, my friends mostly. Um, <laughs> my community helps me grow. My community helps me change. Mm-hmm. Uh, my community uh, helps to nudge me back onto the right path uh, w- uh, when necessary. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I, I'm I'm a very different person to the person I was ten years ago, fifteen mm-hmm. years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, and you know, I, I've I've lost friends because I've followed a different path, uh, and they've maybe stayed on the same path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it it can be difficult, but uh, I think you have to you you have to surround yourself with people that you feel comfortable with, and people that will that you know will um, continue to help you grow. Because if you don't grow, you stagnate. Since I know you're a big reader, just a follow-up question. When you were a child, do you feel like you got a lot of that from things you read or from people that you saw? Uh, I used to... I, I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's fine. I'm sorry to throw, throw something at you. I just know that, you know, for me, I, I read a lot more than I interacted with other people as, mm. a, a lot of the time. And so I know gasp and shock. But, you know, and, and my, maybe my my parents weren't modeling the best behavior. Uh, so it's... I mean, I read a huge amount when I was younger. I probably read a lot more when I was uh, 10 than I do now. Uh, and for, for 
certainly for pleasure. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably had more friends that I see on a day-to-day basis mm -hmm. than, than, than I do now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really know. I really don't know the answer to that. Little from column A, little from column B. I think so. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Question Good four. answer. Uh, if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? <laughs> um, I think I would build a device that remembers which of the millions of streaming services uh, that I subscribe to and, <laughs> and which specific TV show or movie uh, I'm wanting to watch where it is. So all I have to do is say, hey, Jeeves, play X. And it'll mm. not only know whether it's on Netflix, Amazon mm -hmm. Prime, Now, Sky Atlantic, Freebie, <laughs> Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Apple TV, or whatever, all of which are uh, uh, services I subscribe to. Yeah. Uh, it'll also set it up to play. That, on its own, will probably save me four or five hours a week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the amount of time, the amount of time you're just dialing through them to go, is it on? No, it's not. No, yep. no, it's not on yep. this one. Yeah. Yep. Then, then you go to whereisitstreaming.com and it's wrong. Justwatch.com yeah. Yeah. does a pretty good job. But I, Lee, I feel like that... Uh, well, we, have different, we have different shows. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mm -hmm. feel like that struggle is the the our equivalent of 20 or 30 years ago. It was like people scrambling to find which remote was the right remote and like juggling <laughs> all the remote pile to get the right device. <laughs> I feel like now it's you're down to like one or two remotes, or, but now it's which streaming service app? It is, it is trying to remember yeah. what what night is Cheers on. <laughs> it is yeah. definitely oh, a first it world problem. Oh. Uh, see, see, when I was a boy, a remote control was just a really long stick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And finally, uh, question five. Question five: What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Okay, so uh, definitely the later. Uh, uh, season so leverage redemption rather than leverage mm. it's ridiculous it's ridiculous fun uh, i love heist movies and this satisfies that itch in nice. 42 minute chunks it's just it, it, all the characters are ridiculous there are there's no there are no sensible characters in this show but they are, it's just so much fun so Have leverage you been what tim so leverage redemption is what you suggest leverage, leverage redemption. redemption okay have you been watching uh, slow horses lee I have not. It's you would very much enjoy it. I think it is. Uh, it is spycraft. It is uh, a bit of a heist going on too. It's. Uh, it's got. Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to remember anyone's name from it now. All of a sudden, uh, Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman. Gary Oldman. Oh yes, and, of course. Yeah, and the the slow horses are the. Uh, it is the where where people when they fuck up in MI6 they get sent to this uh, this particular division where they're basically doing nothing. Yeah. And it, they have no resources, and but then they, of course, are going to find out the, yeah. the, the answer to the big government conspiracy, right. and it's great. I so love it. Because <laughs> they're the rejects, that ends up putting them in the perfect position for the show. <laughs> I love know? I yeah. love heist and spy stuff so yeah. much. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us all the way and across many time zones. And it's I'm really glad we were able to re-record this episode. So cheers for being being with us and for being our friend because uh, I like to show off and tell people I know someone who works at Tor. <laughs> <laughs> Tor.com. Well, asking, asking me back. 
Uh, if you want to answer these five questions, please send your answers to five questions at geeks.com, geekswithoutgod.com. If you send them to the other one, I don't know what happens. Yeah, who knows? Uh, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon and for your comments on Facebook and everything. We really do this for you. Without listeners, uh, there's no reason to do this show. So uh, thank you to each and every one of you who listens every week. And we will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye. Not having kids is a completely valid decision, by the way, and one I oftentimes wish I'd made myself. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more Geeks Without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. That's right, because someday this show will just be nothing.